Yeah, when he did that. Gold member? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's thinking uh, penis jokes are funny. <laughs> and gold penis jokes are funnier. I think he should have stopped after number one, but uh, arguably <laughs> number two. I think he should have stopped after number two. Yeah, two was... That, yeah. That, that, that three was, was two, right? Yeah, yeah. three was yeah. too much. That three was way was, too much. Yeah. That bastard was probably one of the funniest characters I had. At that time, I think that was one of the funniest things. That I'm like, yo, that's... This is offensively hilarious, but I don't think it was offending anyone, right? Like, yeah. he was talking about I mean, the cannibalism of eating babies, like literally eating babies. <laughs> it's like, that's really fun. That's really funny in a way that you're not, um, you know, offend. I don't think you're offending like a, a culture or a group of people, you know, an ethnic group. Like, I just think that this, some of the humor was just insane to be put in that film, particularly was like, wow, you really are evil. So, I don't know. Yeah, three is just like a running Dutch joke, isn't it? Oh, that movie was so right. bad. And I also get three mixed up with um, Love Guru. So I get those two movies <laughs> mixed up. I know I shouldn't, but they're both terrible, equally terrible. It's so hard right. because Beyonce is forgettable in that movie, right? You for, Like, Beyonce was in that movie. And she's, she's actually forgettable. Like, I actually thought, I think, I mean, this is like when I first saw it in theaters that she was the best thing about the movie yeah that, and she's and she's she's not good in the film and, <laughs> and so, then yeah and yeah and that's yeah. why and she's free and like and forget right she yeah you're right right yeah but then again i'm like but then forgettable for me right as a as a, a male a female character in a movie i'm like yeah she was good but like oh i don't remember anything she did in that movie yeah <laughs> uh and right, here we sorry, are sorry, guys. episode nine I'm pumped. It's nearing. It's the end of the season. There's a race for first place. What's going on with the Mavericks? Are the Lakers back? What the fuck's happening? Jokic is somewhat done out of the MVP race. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit I need to talk about because I got highlights, and I'm here with the co-host Terrence about to kill this up. And we have a very special guest coming back with Brylin, Mouth of the South. What's going on, man? How are you feeling tonight? Hey, good evening, folks. Great to be here again. Love hearing nice voices all the time. Yeah, super pumped. Um, So before we get into it, I think we have uh, a couple of topics that we want to talk about. We got to go into the Knicks and Magic update. I know. Ah, fuck. God damn it. You you said it, so uh, we're going (laughs) to do a bit of a Knicks Magic updates right now, where it stands and what's, what's been happening with them. Uh, I'm very curious of Terrence's couple of takes on Walker Kessler yeah. versus uh, Paolo Bancaro because Kessler has been insane recently as a rookie. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, uh, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, you're right. Walker Kessler t- could actually – he could actually walk away with Rookie of the Year. It's so it, scary. Yeah. And for however long, up until now, Paolo was a lock, but now – not gonna even make the play in. He did his stats are fine, but yo, Walker Kessler just again. Ben Carroll has been more consistent right. for a longer stretch of time, right? And now you get hot on this time in the last you know chunk of the season. Does that tip the scale or not? Let's get, we'll get into a little bit in a moment. Uh, Dallas Mavericks is probably oh going gosh. to miss the playing <laughs> game. I think we'll talk about that in a second. Oldest streak on are, the planet. <laughs> 
I, I think it's funny that people are saying the Lakers can win the championship. I think that's hilarious. So we'll get into that a little bit more. Playoff seating madness, March madness, madness. Um, I'm curious of where we're getting to some topics of if people should be resting or not resting for these last couple of games. Uh, hopefully, if we get to it, we can talk a little bit about, you know, first round matchups and what those may be looking like in terms of seating. Uh, and then the last thing I have on here is the new CBA that was actually sort of passed. And so for the seven years, I think there's really two big things coming from that. A baffling in-season tournament that's happening in November for all 30 teams. Uh, but other, the biggest thing, too, is basically, you know, removing cannabis, which our show loves, so that they, they actually can use it, possibly promote it, and actually, you know, benefit from the profits from it. Unlike things like, you know, crypto and what was the thing that fell through the warrior yeah, stadium thing? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, right so um bathing ape stadium that's <laughs> so funny um so let's kick it off here what's going on so terrence couple couple of things i know you watched a movie and so i want to give you the floor to talk about T- tell us a little bit about this movie that you watched because we're super pumped about it and give us a bit of update on the magic Okay, I'll I'll give it a three minute timer on the movie just so I'm not talking long. Okay, I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie. Everybody, Ooh. I am a hardcore Nintendo fan, and I was very trepidatious about this movie. I all the things that everybody said, the voice acting. Why is Chris Pratt? Why? Who the fuck? Why the? F- I was that. I'm there. I was with all of that. All of my fears were alleviated. Everything that I had bad ready going in about that movie, they took it all away. I won't give away how they did it, but it was amazing. Like, as a fan of Nintendo and Mario, like a hardcore fan, they they met that. But also, like, if you took a a family of people who didn't know the characters, it's a movie that you could all go see. Um all of the little references that you would want in a Nintendo movie are there. It's set up for a sequel. I mean, they did everything right. All the characters that you love, they hit all of the points. Uh, the biggest surprise was, oh man, I still have two minutes. The biggest surprise was King Koopa, Jack Black. <laughs> um, I usually hate Jack Black in most of the things he does. I was just talking to Warren about this. I don't like the, like this over, over, uh, not stylized, but this character that he puts on all the time in all of his movies. Cartoonish. Like, really? No, yeah. Like, yeah, the, the living cartoon of Jack yeah. Black. Um, whereas I think he is, like, I think his pinnacle was as who he is as a person is School of Rock. That's me. Like, as a person, that's who I would want to see him as always. Anything more than that, I feel like is just over, over, overdoing it. But for animated movies, it works. That's why Kung Fu Panda works. That's why this movie he stood out right it was so good um i can't believe a story came out of this movie and i cared about everybody <laughs> right shocking right like a mar- like, like because mario isn't known for it's these deep stories uh, like in his in these games in any game that you play that is a mario game golf you know super mario brothers you know basketball soccer any of the games you play like there's no story but that's what made this movie so good in that way is like you kind of just went along with it, like with any Mario game. You go along with it because it's so fun and you love the characters, and they did it. Um, yeah, you should go see this movie. That's my two-minute-and-a-half talk about this movie. Uh, awesome. That's, that's nice. my endorsement. Thanks, guys. Pretty good, pretty good stuff. Um, 
now the Orlando Magic. Um, <laughs> well, they lost the Cavs the, the other night. Now they are they are definitely out of uh, playing contention. So they are out as of now. Like I was looking at the standings were looking good, right? It looked like between the Bulls, the Wizards, and uh, the Magic, everything was even. And then all of a sudden, one loss, a couple wins on other teams, and we're out of contention. So it was looking good for a while, right? We, we had a couple good wins uh, in the last two weeks where we were feeling pretty good. <laughs> um, but we just couldn't get over the hump. Um, and then I was kind of happy because I was like, well, at least Paolo Bancaro is going to win Rookie of the Year. And then as Warren just said, uh, I've been reading lately that now Walker Kessler is like climbing, climbing now. And in, in these last couple of days, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Oh. So that's one thing about those rookie of the year things. It can be about your overall consistency or the matter of moments where you just like kind of elevated your game. And so it could go either way. So for me, it's another... Orlando Magic fan, it's a, next year. We'll get them next year. And you know uh, what, guys? I'm saying it. Next year, they're going all the way to the playoffs. But, but they got to a great the future, right? To so the I think, I, I think <laughs> probably to the play-in. Yeah, but oh, or in season <laughs> tournament, who knows? Um, like, I think it's going to be really – It's they're in a much better position right now than they were probably the last five years, maybe. I mean, like – Realistically, when the last time that they had this amount of young talent, they I mean, their record is like 34 wins, right? Like it's you're you're literally going to be four four or five losing streak off of being in the tournament, right? In the play-in tournament. So it's not like you are like the Rockets, right? Or the or the San Antonio Spurs. Um, so it's like an area where I don't think any team wants to be because you're too good to get any other really juicy picks to be put in the lottery but then you're bad enough that you're not you know you you may not necessarily kind of be able to compete with some of the play-in teams or even the playoff teams right now so it really is that rebuilding sort of component but they have the building blocks right rebuild. they have pieces oh, yeah well i don't i don't think you're in a rebuild right i just think they are building <laughs> right now. like now you okay. have the foundation and now you can move forward my prediction then okay next year we, the Orlando Magic, are going to be the Sacramento Kings of 23-24. Yeah, I said it. I love that prediction. I think you may need a new coach. <laughs> but I love that prediction. I mean, Mike Brown, we, I think people are... I like your enthusiasm. I think people are shocked <laughs> by the, the Kings, and it's rightfully so. I think we should be shocked by the Kings. But I'm not shocked by the 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 job that Mike Brown has continued to do again oh. and again. Right. So um, I think it's really exciting that they are succeeding. I'm really pumped to see what they can do in the playoffs. Kings I'm talking about uh, in the playoffs uh, and speaking of the team, the Kings, they are currently beating a team that we're going to talk about shortly by double digits right now. Um, but I want to give you a quick update. Knicks were hot and then they kind of stumbled yeah. just a little bit and then they're back to being hot right and so they you know lost to Miami but then they came and lost to our Magic so they like dropped two games and that was both back to back that they lost there and then after that they you know beat the Rockets came back and beat the Heat right beat the Cavs beat the Wizards beat like just today beat the Pacers and they're really solidifying themselves as you know hey we're going to have 
a team, right? And I think they're actually doing this without Julius Randle because he got injured. That's the biggest downside right now is, okay, now that you're going to be in the playoffs and you're talking about seeding and playing teams, you're not going to have Julius Randle, or you may not have a healthy Julius Randle as, as he has been the whole season. And so their last couple of games is going to be against the Pelicans and then the Pacers again. Um, and so that's going to be really interesting. Also really interesting is the Pelicans, Pelicans have been really streaking also. Um, kind of last minute streaking to really get into and put some pressure on everybody else to uh, get, you know, keep their sort of footing in the actual sort of playoffs right now. So uh, they currently are the eighth seed, but they are basically tied with the um, – Minnesota at the eighth seed, both 40 wins, but they have one less loss. So Knicks should be looking pretty dangerous right now, Uh, but I think health is going to be a big concern. They're currently at the fifth seed. They're probably going to be the fifth seed, um, you know, going into the playoffs, and we'll see what that's going to look like as as a bit of an update. Uh, But Jalen Brunson has, you know, definitely found his footing, right? And it's fascinating to see a player who – I think it's always fascinating to see a player come out of their shell or blow up so quickly, right? I feel like this is like the James Harden. I think this is the James Harding thing, right? You play under all this greatness and then you have your chance and moment to shine in your own team and you just blow up. And this first year, I think arguably this is maybe one of the best first years of a player at the Knicks for the Knicks to be so hopeful uh, first year in the team, and now you're in the fifth seed of the playoffs, right? I think that's actually looking pretty good for you. So that's pretty, you know, pretty exciting for them. I'm, I'm curious, you know, to see what happens in the playoffs for them. So that's the update on the Knicks. I think we're probably going to uh, end our. Well, we'll see what we'll see what we do for every for every month um, to see if we're going to select a new team or not because we may be focused on teams that are in the playoffs. Yeah. On the Knicks, though, I want to say, because you brought Julius Randle, I think for them to go far, I think over Jalen Brunson, he's the X factor. If for them to go far, he needs to be what he has been all season because I think they had a great season. I think Jalen Brunson was definitely a factor. But I really believe it was Julius Randle being healthy and being Like, the only time he lost his cool that I really saw him lost his cool was only two games ago, right? I feel like he lost his cool and like so all season he was cool up until then. I'm like, oh fuck, dude. And yeah. then now he's injured. Yeah. So like, yo, if he can if he I think he's the X factor. That's my humble opinion on the Knicks to wrap that bow on that one. Cause like I love Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I agree. One of the best first years ever. Like when you bet on somebody like that, you you hope that he deserves the money. Like he's the anti Richard Lewis, right? Like, oh, oh, oh man, you're opening <laughs> wounds. Salt. You don't need salt. to. You don't need to open that wound, Jared. Nobody's going there. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, right? But, like yeah, when things yeah. work out, it doesn't work out a lot. It work. It doesn't work out more than it works out. So I agree with you that I Jalen Brunson has been a, a bright spot for them, and he's cool. It's been a cool story. Yes, it's it's just interesting to see that the Knicks was willing to go and tamper to get Jalen Brunson and they were able to get it paid off, right? It is it's actually paying off. Um, so let's transition into our big topic here because it's paying off really well for Jalen Brunson. Not paying <laughs> off for his former team, huh? So Brylan, what's going on with the Mavericks, man? 
Um, <clears throat> apparently, they they just like to throw wrenches into their game plan at any time. I don't know. Uh, Luca is not scoring forty points a game anymore. Uh, Tyree's not. I mean, I mean. Kyrie is doing Kyrie stuff. I mean, sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. And he's, uh, I mean, you can't really say, you can't put everything on Kyrie and say, oh, this is all his fault, can you? Oh, interesting. Because, I mean, even though he is being critical, he's not like, he hasn't crossed any lines I haven't seen. Or if he's just, yeah, or if he's just like, one of these teammates, like, is he that Debbie Downer that's always in the locker room, just like, just, just does the wrong thing at the wrong time, and you're just like, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, because he's never seemed offensive. He just seemed outspoken. Um, I think some people may call him offensive, uh, in terms of yeah, some, and there's some the, of the stuff he may said, but there's um, all about flatter stuff. Was that a joke? Was it not? You know, I don't think it's a joke, but I don't think it's offensive. <laughs> it's just, you know, dumb. Terrence, what yeah, you what's, dumb. What's, going, yeah. what's, what's going on with Dallas here? I think they gambled on. They lost Kyrie. their defense too. Lost their oh, defense. Yeah. Yeah, they traded their defense away for Kyrie, pretty much. Who, uh, who do they trade away? That's their defense. Dinwiddie? It was... They never had defense. Uh, I, I, I mean, they, they, they had better defense before the trade, though. And I think that's... And I think, yeah, I agree. And I think because you brought in somebody like Kyrie, right, who doesn't play a lot of defense. Anyway, right, yeah, they – and I don't think Kyrie is to blame. I think the type of player he is is to blame, right? They wanted to mm-hmm. fix their problem by giving away a superstar like Jalen Brunson by bringing a superstar because on paper, everybody is like, yes, this is – oh, my God, you would pick Kyrie over Jalen Brunson any day. That's what everybody right. was saying. Mm-hmm. No, you would not. No, you would not. <laughs> Well, Warren, you and I were saying this. No, we wouldn't, right? Because you have to go off track record. I right. get it. You I mean, can so play I guess here's the thing. Your mind. I guess here's the thing, right? Like, this is t- this is tough. To it's tough because we are in a hindsight mode right now because we've seen how effective Jalen Brunson is on the Knicks this year, right? Like, I, I'm not saying like this this Knicks Jalen Brunson was not the Mavericks Jalen Brunson. Right, like this. This is a whole different, yeah. elevated Jalen Brunson because I don't think the Mavs would have had let him walk if this is the way that he was playing. I feel Jalen Brunson navigated his way out of there, and then was like, "Oh, hey, this is how I can actually contribute to to this team." Right, and so I, I do agree with you though, Terrence. Is like, I think it's a gamble. Or I think either you or uh, one of y'all said it. Um, I think it was a gamble. Right now, we're seeing that that gamble did not pay off at no. any at any point. And we're seeing Dallas is more of a physical team anyway. Well, uh, it I mean, surprised Dallas me that they win a, for shooters. Dallas never actually had a defense since Luca was drafted on their team. Okay, because right, I remember like, Dirk. I mean, Dirk. He was a shooter, but also he's a defense guy. No, 
Dirk I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the greatest defensive player, but he did defense. Fair. Luca has been exploited for being bad defense since he got into the league, and that's been the identity of the of the Mavericks as well. Of they they were never really a great defensive team, but their offensive ability can like you know can hide some of those cracks, right? So now when you have these two insane offensive players normally, and you move some other pieces around. And now Kyrie isn't the best defender, and you have Luca not being the best defender. It's just like it's sort of like oh, what's yeah. happening at in Atlanta, right? So in yeah. Atlanta, we talked about this before. Like Atlanta has some insane offensive talent, but I think he always reason, they can't defense and they can't rebound. Yeah, I think you always get into trouble when you do get two pure shooters like that on a team, and it's just like who to go in to feed the ball, who's going to be the person that makes that choice and everything. And I think that's probably something that becomes a big conflict in the moment for that team too. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's, it's fascinating to see what's going to happen. Uh, but let me, let me get some brass tax numbers here. What's, what's, what's happening. So I think, uh, Dallas, I think Dallas knew, I think Dallas knew what they had. So when you say they yeah. didn't know, I think Jalen Brunson was like navigated his way out. I disagree a lot to that because I think that you can't hide that type of player because that's like saying they didn't know James Harden was going to turn out the way he was. They knew he could play that way in practice. People knew what he could do. Interesting. They just didn't give him, they just didn't give him the opportunity and they didn't want to pay him that money. And they gambled that he wouldn't blow up, but they knew how good he was. They just knew that he had an X factor. Well, yeah, well, Jalen Brunson, I think tell has been telling them, I'm that good, but they didn't believe him. I think that's what was happening. I think he just doesn't seem like it, but yo, he he's got it. And I think that's the thing. So do you think that they knew that – do you think Oklahoma City knew James Harden was that way when they let him go? Or I, no? No. I don't – I think they knew he was skilled. I think they knew he was talented. Terrence. Wait, wait hold on. There's no <laughs> way they'll know that James Harden was that James Harden. I'm talking yeah. Houston, James Harden. No, no, no way you're telling me that OKC is like, he's going to be, you know, on a 60 win, insane, prolific scorer that's going to completely revamp the game in a bad way <laughs> with the whole step back and foul, right? Like, I don't think they saw that. I do, th- I, I like, I do think they may have saw something in him similar to, right? Like, K, uh, KD, right, in, in, in ways like that, which is um, I think they saw some of that. I don't think they saw the full what he could actually become. Um, which I th- which is why I think I think even KD said something about this in, a, in an interview of like, I think if we can go back, they would have made some decisions differently, alright, with, with actually paying him. Again, like you said, paying him. But they couldn't actually retain I, I think that, that was at a point where they couldn't actually retain it. James Harden wanted out and wanted more money and KD was also kind of like it looks like there was like a tumultuous issue that was over there um, at that time, especially because they sort of shot the bed. So if they didn't shit the bed and that happened, I think that was like a really difficult thing. But going back to your point, no, I, I don't think anybody could have foreseen that to happen, um, which is why I talk about the James Harden. I mean, you know, James Jalen Brunson is some like a weird sort of breakout. Um, I think they saw a lot of it, but. 
who knows the circumstances because also different coach Mike D'Antoni we all we all we talked about Mike D'Antoni no defense we only care about offense right like and so pairing that up with James Harding to strictly focus on that offensive ability like I don't think they saw it but I, I, I I'm agreeing with you I just think it's it's difficult for anybody to see James Harden's ascension to Houston James Harden. I think we I don't think we saw that at all. Okay. Or difficult to see is what I'm saying. I think we called it in that we knew that I think we said that Kyrie wasn't gonna work because yes. of his track. Yeah. Because of the person it's the person. We don't trust the person. And I'm not saying that it's he it's his fault that they're losing. But it was that Kyrie is involved. Anytime Kyrie is involved, since he won a championship, nothing good has happened. Anytime he's involved, everything falls apart. And it hasn't always been his fault, but he does but, look like the – like, it, it's it's interesting to see who is going to be the fall guy of right? – this collapse, right? Like currently, oh. Dallas is Dallas is fighting back. They're only down by five at home versus the Kings, right? But looking at the standings currently, Dallas is not even ten, y'all. Dallas is eleventh, and they are on a three-game losing streak, and they're still one full game behind OKC. So. It's a possibility that they can get into the play-in, right? Like I, you know, I was a little yeah. hyperbole saying they missed the West is still very tight in between that four and yeah. well. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: it's similar to what happened to the four Orlando and nine, Magic, right? Yeah. The Orlando Magic was playing well, but the our Lord and Savior Pat Beverly's team, the Chicago Bulls, were playing <laughs> better, right? And when the Bulls and Fuck the Hawks <laughs> and the Raptors started to get hot at that time they sort of pushed out all the other teams, right? All the Bulls, Raptors, and the Toronto just played 500 basketball. Like that, that's all they did was just play 500 basketball, so therefore kicking out everybody else who don't have the chance to get into the play-in. That's exactly what sort of what happened there. So that's it's going to be really interesting to see how the West is going to, you know, continue to shake out. And then we'll talk a little about playoff, we'll, you know, talk about playoff seeding as well. But currently, as it stands, Dallas is currently losing by only two points. But OKC and the Bulls just lost. But I just want to look at uh, Dallas' next couple games. So Dallas has a, uh, Dallas is actually winning right now. So I may put this game on in a second uh, in the background. So Dallas is winning. So they can, if OKC loses, then they, you know, there, there they go. And Tim Hardaway Jr. is stepping up with 24 in the third already. All right, there you go. And what I want – I will find here in a second. I'll toss it to y'all so I can find this. But what I'm curious to look at is what's the rest of the Dallas's season look like and what does the rest of OKC season look like because those two things are going to really come down to the wire. And, and I feel like, you know, six Clippers, seven Lakers, eight Pelicans – in nine Minnesota, for me, I think those are pretty much on lock just because of the games in between. Um, so as I look into this here, I'll, I'll toss it over to you. Have y'all been watching the Lakers on this insane surge of their, of what's happening with that team? I mean, it's amazing how, I mean, it's been 20 years, right? I mean, I remember the first I mean, LeBron's rookie season and still he does have that ability 
regardless of what his foot condition is, to just kind of will a win out, which is, I mean, that's something you, you can't, uh, I mean, you can't deny, like, his greatness, I mean, and the longevity of his greatness. And we'll probably get into game loads for players later on about that. And what if, if like, during his, I mean, you could always go back and, like, greatest of all time argument, but it's not about that. It's about this playoff push. So I think it's really impressive that I would say if, as a Grizzlies fan, I mean, sitting pretty at number two in the West, be kind of worried about a team like the Lakers in the first round. Yeah, they're, they're, I think every, they're dangerous. They're I think dangerous. everybody's going to be. They're more dangerous than the Suns. I don't think the Suns will do what people think they'll do because. See, Brian, I was with I, I think, you <laughs> up until that comment. <laughs> wow. Silent. Hey, Katie, I, I mean, was yeah, I know. With you. It was like a, it was like a car that literally smashed into a tree. But, uh, like, I'll get you. I'll get you back on my side. I'll get you back on my side. Okay, so um, here's oh. here's my only, my only comment up there. there. Do you, the think, uh, do you think Jokic will cough it up enough so that the Grizzlies will take over the number one seed before the playoffs? It's a possibility. <laughs> the Denver, yeah. has been, Denver has been playing some terrible basketball recently. Yeah. <laughs> and, but quick quick point here. I, I can't let you off the hook here. Katie has lost, I think, two games in his last, I think, maybe 17 or 18 games when he played. Like, that's oh, insane. But he has to be healthy official. to play? Yeah, and he had, right. a, he, he, he had a freak twist ankle, right? That's what my biggest concern with the Grizzlies is we're, yeah, we're sitting pretty at a good seed, but kind of banged up right now. Oh, oh, banged up. No, no, no. I mean, banged up in another way. (laughs) We're going to Uh, banged up recently. (laughs) Yeah, I, so, yeah, Brian, like, I think, let's let's table table that for a little bit later, because I I do want to get into who is the biggest threat. If AD is healthy, if AD is healthy. If AD stays healthy, the Lakers can still be a problem. Yes, but if he's not healthy, they're not winning a championship. That's that's it, right? And every time he does a dunk and has to land, I mean, everybody's holding their breath. Uh, So So, I'm just saying, not not even healthy. Sorry, because AD has been healthy on this four game win streak, and if AD is motivated and dominant, they will be a problem. There yeah. has been plenty of times where AD is healthy and has just not shown up, right, at at all. There's been a lot of times that he has shown up, and we've seen him, like – He can be nasty. Just destroy <laughs> teams, right? Like, literally, yeah. when I look look at the Western Conference from 6-1, to one, truthfully, there's nobody – I mean, actually – okay. So, between 6-1, to one, I don't think there's anybody between 1 and 6 – who can actually guard AD when he's at the height of his game? Triple J? No. You don't think Triple J can do it? I don't think. Like, he may be the one of the <clears> closest. <throat> I was thinking Gobert, maybe, but he's like, you know, a lower seed. Truthfully, I don't think, like, 
anybody in the West are able like AD literally has the perfect Stephen Adams magically teleports onto the court. Stephen Adams can't like he can't guard at the paint. Like AD can stretch the floor, guard the paint. Yeah, AD. He literally has everything, and I'm like, if he's playing, if AD is playing like championship Lakers ball playing. There's nobody that can stop him. And we saw we, we we saw this happen in the bubble play, but we saw this happen in the bubble, right? So what about Cat? Just Cat Carl Anthony. I feel like Carl Anthony. Yeah, Towns but is yeah, like he's in the ninth he's in a ninth seed. I just said one through six. You're, oh, you you okay. are correct. I, I, I think yeah. there's people below that seed for sure. Like Gobert, Cat is gonna be there, right? Like um even Brandon Ingram, I think, could. Um BI, yeah. Yeah, but like above I mean, like the two people I would do it was Jay, you know, Jay to the third or Kawhi, but I think Kawhi can guard anybody. Um, Jay to the third, true. Um, so, and, I, and obviously, there's some people in the East, but like that's that's neither here nor there. So, it's interesting that we're talking about this because now uh, LeBron and AD are both questionable, and they have they're on a back to back, second night of a back to back, playing at home against the Clippers coming in. Clippers has lost two in a row, and I think the Clippers and the Lakers' record are the exact same. So forty-one and thirty-eight. Clippers have won the last ten matchups, and so they have the tiebreaker edge right now. But this game tonight that starts at ten is huge because it gets the Lakers out of the playing game. Yeah, and then they can they can continue to kind of keep going and pressing on because they have a really interesting schedule right they have clippers phoenix and then utah right like all those teams are in the playoffs or even the play in. well excuse me utah is trying to fight in but they're still hungry right so they have a tough road ahead and they just almost came back to beat the lakers yesterday and they lost by only by two points um so talking about utah so it's really interesting to see what could happen there but man i i guess ad I'm, ad's the key that's it right i really that's or, all it is or is it or is it reeves austin reeves yeah yeah I would <laughs> say. love austin. love love you know, he's playing, I love that he's been playing, playing awesome they wanted russell westbrook to do what he's doing they wanted him to be able to do exactly what he's doing that's it right like to be that I mean, that energy guy to like to make smart passes to like be aggressive when you need to but make shots when you need to yo he is doing everything that you wanted Russ Westbrook to be oh yeah it drives I me mean, crazy they, they definitely when they did their big trade they definitely did a great job of shoring up their bench and everything so I think if, if this win gets them into the play in. There's a good chance I don't. I wouldn't surprise me if they sat AD and LeBron, if they felt like their if their play in playoff spot was secure. Yeah, if I it's mean, just like one game ahead, maybe not. Maybe sit one of them, or just do alternate alternations. I think it. I don't think they can because yeah. it's so close. Because it's literally. It's That's what five game. games left. No, it's like two or two, maybe oh, three. Only games. two games left. Yeah. yeah. So after they play tonight, I think it's two. Yeah, after they play tonight, it's only two games left. So gotcha. because of that, there's a two-game difference. <laughs> this is funny. There's a two-game difference between number five and number nine. Yeah. So Damn. That's, 
He, like, there's no way he can rest anybody. I, I truly don't think he no. can rest anybody unless they physically mm-hmm. cannot go. Right, like, like the Celtics cannot. The Celtics had a back to back from tonight and last night. They lost by two and they rested Jalen uh, Brunson, Jalen Brown, and Rob last night, and then they rested Tatum tonight and they got one and one there. And so I think that's like a best case scenario there. But they're trying to coast to get the two seed. They were trying to get the one, but that's not. It's not too far out of reach. So I see. In, in that particular case, sure. But even in Denver Nuggets, right? Like, are you going to rest Jokic knowing that it's a possibility that, that Memphis could take that number one from them? I don't. I don't think so. Or it's a tough. It's it's tough to know, right? Um, but yeah. if you're the Kings, you take that risk. Because if you're the Kings, I would rest players. If you're the Kings, if there's only like three yes. games left, if I were Denver, I would rest. I would. I wouldn't care either. I. I don't think. I don't think it would matter to me. Yeah, because well, I'm number. Depending on I the game yeah. differential, if it's close enough to the end, why not? Well, it's, it's a two. It's literally two games, and Denver has Denver has three. It games, is two games, yeah. and Denver plays Phoenix, Utah, and Sacramento. So, and Memphis currently is playing right now, and they're winning by a, by a large margin. So, if Memphis, or excuse me, they only win by actually they're losing. Whoa, they're losing now. Losing. <laughs> Whoa, they were up by big. What happened? They were up by, yeah, this is this is a <laughs> Memphis game. <laughs> oh, okay, so I need to tune into that game because I'm shocked. Because now Memphis' next two games is Milwaukee, who just locked up the one seed, so they probably are resting their people. And then OKC, who is trying to get into that last play-in spot, right? So if Memphis loses here tonight, though, I think that's – it right because Denver has the advantage. Yeah, no, well, it, that, it's, it's gonna that be, would make it where it would be, be tomorrow. Sorry, yeah, it'll be tomorrow. So if Memphis lose tonight, Denver plays all out, try to get the win in Phoenix, and then they can rest the last two games, and they have the number one seed. So unless there's a play, there, unless there's like something I'm not I'm missing in terms of um, what they're playing together, like their win loss yeah. record. They're resting John tonight, but that's pretty much it. Nobody else. I think Desmond might be playing short minutes. Didn't he already have a week off? Why are they resting him? Why are they resting John? I I mean, a lot of people. He had a little damage on his face from uh, some some alter. I mean, not altercations, but uh, you know, when you're running basketball's a physical game. I thought I, got, I thought he got into another scrap. I'm like, no way, bro. No way. <laughs> yes, Warren, Terry. I have a question. I have a mm-hmm. question for you. If the Denver Nuggets were to drop to number two, who do they play right now in the playoffs? And if they were no, and who do they play right now? If it was the playoffs right now, oh, that's it's so bad. It'd be news. a it'd be it's, a play-in team, which right. It will be New Orleans. It will yeah, be okay. it will be so bad news for them if they lose, right? Like, like I think it'll be bad news again. I think we talked about it before, Terrence. So they were number one for the whole fucking year, and then all of a sudden you become number two, give up home court advantage, and now you have to play a streaky hot team. Like whoever's coming out of the playing game has chips on their shoulder, right? Like they are going to be really trying to punch you in the mouth to really get that upset, right? Like I, uh, that's why I'm kind of nervous with the Celtics as well, because like 
we're gonna right now Celtics is gearing up to play um Atlanta, which you know I really don't I don't I don't buy. I actually don't want to play the Miami Heat though, which is a possibility, but I don't want to play Chicago or Toronto or even Toronto, right? Like it's just bad matchups in that particular case. And so that's that's how at least uh, the way that I sort of view it in that one. Like if if it was the opposite way, they will end up playing the winner of um nine or ten. So either Minnesota or OKC, which I think they wouldn't they, they wouldn't mind more so, right? They have the possibility of playing the Lakers of New Orleans or Minnesota and OKC. Okay. So that number one seed is like is pretty big, I think. Yeah. Sure, but I think we talked about this about the number one seeding being a champion, right? Didn't we look at this stat? Some whoever was the number one going in has not won the championship in many years. Yes, I think I think we also talked about the number two hasn't either. We were talking about three to four as a sweet spot. Right. So what I'm saying is is Denver smart, like, yo, let's just Sacramento like, strong. <laughs> right. That's what like is those the type of teams are gonna win. So that's why I, in my heart of hearts, I'm still saying Denver is going to win it all. I think they have the most pressure. That's why I'm saying it's got to be them because if they don't, they're fucked, right? That, then they get, they have to blow it all up next year. They have to. They got to do something big because right. you can't go three years in a row in what you've been doing and then not going past getting to a finals even, right? You can't even do – yeah, you can't – you got to do at least that. That's why I think they're going to win it all this year. I, ju- I, I guess the way that I look at it is I don't see Denver beating Phoenix or Golden State in a series of seven right now. I oh, Sorry, Memphis as well. Sorry, I, I didn't see the one. Look. I don't see Denver beating those three teams in a series of seven. Yeah, and that's, that's where the playoffs differ is the – when it becomes a series, I just don't think Denver is a team with longevity in a series. Just because of how physical they get. And, and I mean, at least looking at Denver's last, the other thing that's really concerning is that, you know, I think we talked about this too, Terrence, right? Like, leading up to the playoffs, like, how do you play? What do you play? What I know there's a lot of different sort of matchups than minutes, and you're trying to find a lot of different things. But you kind of you can't slump into the playoffs. I mean, like you you don't have to play all out, but like they are slumping no. in the playoffs. They lost to the fucking Rockets by twenty one. Excuse me, like what? Wait, you, you wait, we can't the... say that. Don't don't be don't be like that. The Bucks. I mean, like the Bucks <laughs> lost by what a billion points the other night. So let, let's let's yeah. all calm down. Yeah, but that let's was all the, calm. Let's stop that saying was the teams lose by average. There's no excuse to lose by a billion points ever. So 20 points, 30 points. If you lose yeah. by more than 10, come on, guys. What but, are here's, you doing? But, here, but here's the thing, right? Like, you gave up. Celtics won it. Uh, Celtics to the Bucks one up. and two, Stop. right? Like, I don't care that it okay. was the Celtics. So they, gave, they lost so they by gave 40 up. points. They gave <laughs> yeah, up. They just be, gave up. You're not wrong there. I guess I look at the, the Nuggets and say, okay, looking at their last, you know, six, seven games has been really up and down. And Jokic has been in and out of the lineup, and I think that worries me. Of like, that's wor- how that's wor- how is the team is feels yeah. going into the postseason, right? Because you lose to the Rockets, you beat Golden State, you lose to the Suns, right? Like, we we, we talked about the teams no that we're looking at. They got again another blowout to the Pelicans, right? Like, you beat the Seventy Sixers, right? You beat the Bucks, right? And so 
you're beating teams that are like on the lower end, but you're losing to playoff caliber teams going down the stretch. So I'm I, that's the only reason the reason why I'm like there's no way personally, right? I, I don't think the Nuggets can can win it all. Um, oh man, Grizzlies and Pelicans are tied. Oh yep. man, and the Mavericks are up by two. Okay, we're, we're I will never pay for Valley Sports though. <laughs> we're, we're coming down to the wire now. This is exciting. So. It's going to be really interesting to see what what happens to the Nuggets in, in the playoffs, right? Because Terrence, I think you are really spot on. Doesn't matter if they're one or two seed; they are stuck in that first to second round, and that's all they have seen. And their best chance of getting out was the bubble year, and they didn't do it. So, I don't. I, I think with now the amount of question marks with the health of the team, what's going on with Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron, like there's just some inconsistent play there. As 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 I'm comparing it with the other players, the other teams that are playing that's behind them, right in ranking or standings, that's what I'm comparing it to. I'm like, I, I just don't think they'll be able to get it. But you know, we'll see. Really, we'll see what happens because the playoffs is going to be a whole different beast, and they have two games at home that they start. And then they kind of go from there, right? No, no matter what, they have two games at home, and then they'll see what, what we will see what kind of team's going to show up. So I'm just nervous for them, really. I'm nervous for them. Yep, I agree. Which game should I watch, the Pelicans or the Mavericks? Oh, Mavericks is the third quarter. Pelicans are the fourth. Never mind. We're good. We're good. Yeah. I need to put. I need to put this on because. Yes, because the Mavericks are winning. They're beating Sacramento. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm I've been rooting for the Pelicans for a while because I feel like I'm not when, when people were in the Zion watch. Of course, you're not. And <laughs> no, even though like one of my best friends, he's from New Orleans, and we go back and forth all the time. It's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, I think uh, uh, for me at least, I was really bummed to see that Zion Williamson not being able to contribute to his team, right? And yeah. we talked about the injuries. We talked about we talked about a lot that's here in terms of like, man, this team, if this team had Zion, that'd be a whole other thing. Lakers starting off rough 15 to three rough start for them. Um, but I think it's really interesting to see like, if they had Zion, how dominant could that team be? And I think it's another area to examine, like you can't move from Zion now. Like you, you you're yeah. stuck, right? But, it just sucks, though, because of how injury-plagued his career has been so far. Yeah. And and when it comes to that with a player like him, the, like in the games where he was healthy, he, he dominated. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Right, and like, so he looks scary. Like, I mean, this dude to, could annihilate LeBron if he wanted to. But to his detriment, right? Yeah. but Sure, he, lo- he looked unstoppable, but... He, That's not but sustainable. Also, right? like, three games later, he's his ankles are busted. So, ankle, ankle, foot, <laughs> hand, his hamstring, <laughs> hamstring. <laughs> yeah, but like it was, it was a lot of weird soft tissue stuff that was happening, right? And so, um, yeah, it's really, it's really weird. I, I, I guess I'm bummed because no, because because you want to see you want to see like what a whole season of Zion would be. Well, not not even that, right? I'm bummed because I love to see the potential of young teams, right? Like yeah. the New Orleans Pelicans are a quintessential young and insanely talented team. 
with CJ McCollum there, who has his chance to have success with the young coach. Yeah. And they have people like, you know, Trey Murphy and Herb Jones balling out. Those people are not on the MVP award. The, the, these guys are not there, right? Brandon Ingram is there, but and he's you know he's been doing well. But there's been so many key role players playing so much better, like like the Bane, right? Like Desmond Bain for the Memphis. Mm-hmm. So it's I find that to be really fascinating to see, and also really sad that it, they have such potential there. With I wish somebody could fill in, or they could trade away Zion so somebody could come in and really serve that role so that we can actually see that potential, right? Again, similar to the Kings. And last year, everybody, I think everybody was like, yo, the Kings are selling out. Like, yeah. that was weird. They gave up a lot. <laughs> Sabonis, what? And was it right before this it, season that Zion locked in his five-year? I thought it was during the season. I can't. I, I can't remember. I need to look that up. But um, I, 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 th- I thought it was really interesting to look at. Um, oh, fuck! Damn it! I'll see. I'm just saying something here. I'll see. I'll see if it can come back. But it's just kind of a bummer to see. We'll never actually know what the capacity could be in terms of gro- greatness and success for the New Orleans Pelicans, knowing what they did last year. And now they stumbled this year, but they're now on a surge to kind of come back and make an up and up. And so it's, it's a bit of a bummer, but, you know, and which makes me nervous for Victor, Victor Wambayamba because I'm, cu- I'm, you know, I'm curious about this, right? Was the pressure too much, Zion Williamson? Like, no, his body just gave out. No, yeah, right. Uh, but I think it's just been but, physical but, health. But, here, but here's oh, the thing, right? Like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm saying of like, did you or did you not do the things that you needed to do to take care of your body in terms of weight management and things like that? Your your weight and all these things that are happening was not was not new, right? Like th- you knew this and people talked about this in college, <laughs> people talked about this in high school, right? Like this is a thing in which case of now you're on center stage and you're able to play. And now you're having these sort of issues here where you can look at big men in the past. And we talked about this big man with foot issues, right, Terrence? I'm like, I'm curious, like, was it too much? And there was other things that you were trying to do and trying to figure out. And I, I don't know. It's it's a real bummer. We don't have to get into that whole conversation again. Have you ever had Cajun food? a real bummer. Have you ever had Cajun food? I don't think, of course I have. Like, <laughs> I really hope it's not. It's good food. Because, <laughs> but because Brandon Ingram is at least, what, 160 on a on a, on a really wet day. Dude's yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell, right? I mean, but it's, but it is, it is, it is a true bummer. And I'm really sad because. I could definitely see being in New Orleans that weight could be a tough thing to manage. <laughs> well, no, the thing I'm sure they got like. High end nutritionist, all that. But his his yeah. weight has been a thing since college, right? So it didn't matter whose team drafted him. This was a this has been an issue, and now to see you not being able to contribute to your team again, yeah. like there was talks and there was talks. There's no way a fucking pulled hamstring is going to disable you for the rest of the season, but. The, what are what aren't you telling me, athletic trainers? Like what what are we what 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 are we missing here? I need to know the full story. 
And I think that's, we don't know the full story. And I think, I think there is more to it because I think they're banking on that they can get him right. Cause he's only in their brains. He's only 22, but how long has he been in the league? It's been two years, right? We said, Oh, Three. he's young. He's got time. Three, right? Yeah. It's been a while. So, Oh, when he was, when he first came in, Oh, he's injured. It's okay. He's still young. He'll heal. Yeah. Two years, three years now. Oh shit. Uh, so yeah, next season, if he's not starting next season, it's oh shit mode from New Orleans, right? So he's, he he signed in July contract? of 2022. Yeah, so he signed yeah. last year. Well, I think the the moment. So July 2022. But what I don't know is if that contract has stipulations on. So this is really interesting. As I Google that, I'm scrolling down. NBC Sports does say that Zion Williamson's contract has a weight clause. I don't know if that's true or not. So I'm going to I'm going to read that because I'm just I'm, I don't want to speak that into existence. But he's not he's but, not out because of his weight anymore. It's just more of injuries now. Right, but we don't know if managing his weight or not. The biggest thing it that led to some weight, well, yeah, right? like like weak joints or something like that. Right. And so that's it's it's a big component. It's it's a it's a huge component to consider of like, hey, if you were like if if it if it was a weight issue that's not being managed or mismanaged or whatever that it is, in, including diet, right? I'm talking about chefs. I, I don't know what he's eating. Mm-hmm. Like that also makes a huge impact on recovery. It also makes a huge impact on soft tissue recovery and sort of feasibility as well so i i don't actually sort of know but i i am always kind of speaking this from those some of these players that talks about you know the first thing i did was get a chef manage my weight all these guys are sort of talking about how that's in, increasing like you can see the injuries going down joel Embiid is a key example of this right like a really good example of this dude could not last the season and now he actually is Somewhat, la- I mean, he's he's much better with this process, right? Because knock on wood, was- goddamn it, yeah, right. <laughs> so, it Joel Embiid is a good example here of like issues with managing that weight and getting his body right for the longevity, not just the regular season yeah. or even the regular season. I mean, Zion can even finish the whole fucking season. Okay, whether it's weight, drugs, women, gambling, whatever his vice is, right? So you're right. Whatever the pressure is, I think they will give him, this is my prediction, they will give him two more full seasons. If he is not able to play a significant amount of time in two seasons, I think in the third year, they will move him. Like, they'll just, they'll say it's not worth it anymore. Because if they've had him since a rookie year and he's not been played, I think they'll give him two more full seasons. I think that's why they're willing to shut him down for a bullshit hamstring reason. It's not a hamstring. It's something else. And they're work, they want to work it out, and they're trying to keep it private. That's all it is. I really think they're trying to keep it a team matter. Or they want to sweeten the draft spot. Yeah, even that. I would say that that could even be a possibility, too. Yeah. I hope not, right? That would suck, right? Yeah. I don't want that for them. Yeah, uh, you never want a team to, think... like, give up on the season just to load up for next season. Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen that happen. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, it's a bummer. You brought a Victor. You brought a Victor. Sorry, really quick. We brought a Victor. I don't think until 
we see him in the NBA. I think people, when we hype people like this, bad idea, right? I think, but, right, bad that's, idea. That, dude. Don't do that's that. That's my fear. Don't do that that's my me. fear. It's 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 not that. Don't do that to like. You know, I I fear for him and everybody, right? I I I truly fear for LeBron James' kids. That's a whole other topic, but I really feel for them. Because we've seen this happen with Michael Jordan's kids and it did not end well. So I truly feel for them knowing that one of his kids is like almost getting to be as tall as LeBron James himself, right? Um, And and it's like, oh man, like I understand the hype of social media, TikTok, especially like the biggest story was him, his fadeaway three-point pullback dunk that happened and it was like insane. I'm just like, Okay, okay, but like, man, sometimes the media really does like blow things out of proportion to the point where it's just not healthy to let this kid live. Let this boy, let this dude just like play ball and live to get at least get to the league first. But I mean, there's a lot of different narratives and things that's going to be spinning. And I'm just like, man, like I, I feel for them. That's why the same thing I was talking about the pressure, right? Like, I feel for these teams and this pressure because all these players are sought after so highly and they're talked about and they usually go to really shitty teams. It's just, that's just the way that it is. And it it is difficult to sort of translate what that looks like. So, I mean, it makes me nervous. It just makes me nervous. Also, personally, I always think it's it's kind of, um, I mean, it's very... It's a, it's a very parasitic when you're like exposing high school kids to having to have an agent and a lawyer and crap like that. For some reason, I'm just like, enjoy, continue being a kid until you're ready to choose to go to the adulthood, you know. I don't remember what I was just watching, which podcast. It was the Knucklehead podcast, whoever was watching, but they were just talking about the best player usually isn't the best, isn't the best leader in the room. Right. So I think LeBron stands out because you can tell since he was on a basketball court, he was always the leader on a team, but he also happened to be the best player. That is very rare. So is Victor Weminyana, is he a leader or is he just a really amazing talent? That's the, I think that's where I want to find out because I think that's the X factor in what LeBron has brought. It's not his talent, right? He is, that we have seen talented people forever, but it's that, yo, he is just a leader all the time. He has been since the beginning. He just has, like, he got he got his rookie year, and he was just magically a leader, right? The way Magic Johnson was when he just got there. Yeah, even though Kareem was there, yeah, he just stood out. Yeah, I'm a leader. Fuck you guys, right? Like, is Victor Wembanyama that? And I can't tell. I really can't, right? You can't tell. I mean, I haven't heard him say anything. I haven't no. seen an interview with him. It's... Just, uh, just draft Caitlin Clark instead. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. And uh, there's there's a lot that's going to be there. Um, I'm just really nervous of him being put in a team like Detroit, you know, or whatever. And it's just like, Maybe it is another LeBron James. Like I think that'll be awesome, um, but who knows? 
oh wow, this game is going down to the wire, huh? There was a four yeah. point play that's happened, and the uh, Grizzlies is down by only three. Oh wow, the bad offensive foul there. Fascinating. Yeah, so only uh under three seconds left. Desmond Bain shooting two free throws down by three. So let's see. This is a good game. I I'd love to see the I mean we actually may get this matchup again. <laughs> I guess <laughs> okay, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean you're I mean, I think that's gonna be fun. Those are two teams that match up well together, too. And I just love both those cities too. I mean, New Orleans is like a second home to me. Is it? Cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. All right. We've been chatting for a bit. I think we got a lot of NBA stuff out. Uh, I'm okay with sort of like tabling some of this other stuff here, but I just wanted to toss it around to see what other things that you guys wanted to talk about. Yeah. You're not going to bring it to CBA at all? The CBA? Yeah. That's like a a, 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 – We'll bring it out. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. I did want to bring up one thing real quick. I don't know if y'all saw or not, but it was reported that 9 million people watched the women's NCAA National Tournament final. And that's like the largest for a women's event ever in history. It was, and the, same amount, it was the same number than the 2021 playoffs finals. With that, the, um, yeah. That can be a game changer, especially for women's professional sports, especially. I mean, the way these women stood out during this tournament, like Caitlin Clark, like um, those ladies from LSU or from South Carolina, all those women like definitely showed up and showed, hey, we can be ballers. We can be these sports icons and uh, individuals as well and entertaining as well. And you can you name like anybody that was as significant as Caitlin Clark in the men's tournament? This year, no. Yeah, this year, no. Uh, the what she did was, was on, yeah. Pr- uh, what, I mean, face? Uh, <laughs> Pistol Pete Maravich, maybe. <laughs> no, stop. No, no. They, ah, uh, fuck. For what she did. <laughs> yes. No, there was there was a man like there was a guy a, a standout in the male in the man in the men's tournament. Sorry, it'll come to me in a second. But no. I know what you're saying though. You're right. Was you it was right. it someone from FAU? No, it wasn't FAU. Okay. I'll remember it. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Keep going. Yeah, but you're right. She was yeah. like, they were the standout for the tournament, like tournament time for sure. Yeah. And ultimately, I just hope that this opportunity isn't squashed. I want them to find ways yeah. to grow this opportunity when these ladies are ready for the professional leagues. <laughs> hey, put the marketing behind her to make them the faces of the league. Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer because there's still discrepancies and disparities in terms of workout materials. There's still issues with um, ratings, contract. Yeah. I mean, there there's so many other things. I'm really glad that we can we can get a lot of eyeballs on it, right? To say that <laughs> everything that has happened in the past, you were wrong, right? Like you were yeah, wrong yeah, because you hear constantly that. everybody saying, "Who wants to watch women's basketball?" Right. Well, obviously, and nine so, million people want to watch it. Um, I also think too the big component there. Speaking of Terrence, it's a tied ball game with 0.4 seconds left. Thank you. Yeah, insane. Uh, A lot of bullshit falls, but you know, here we are. And so uh, it's 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 really interesting to see what happens. I think this year, 
the amount of number one, two, and whatever seeds that got kicked, that knocked out of the, the madness, really, truly allowed more people to gravitate to watch it, right? And yeah. I feel personally, it was like, this is a testament to a couple of things. One, look how good and skilled women's basketball can be. But two, I also was looking at it in a way that, wow, people were really tired of these same fucking teams winning over and over. Yeah. And even though so UConn so- won the men's final, having the parity of the seeds right. for this year's tournament was, I think, the big standout for Big time, big time. So that yeah, game's yeah. going to overtime. It's going to be exciting to yeah, see yeah. that. Um, I I do want to sort of mention the thing that Terrence was talking about. So new CBA, new mm-hmm. seven-year brings uh, mid-season tournament, among other things. Um, so the agreement kicks in from the 2023-2024 season until 2030. In-season tournament will see the number of games per season increase. That's the that's a big issue that I think that we can talk about it. There's also some money yeah. things that's happened. So highest spending team salary caps apron will be seventeen point five million above luxury tax line. It includes the option of trading opportunities to middle and lower payroll teams. So that's going to be really interesting to see how that happens in terms of mutual opt out for players after their sixth year. Um, there I just some lower passed end. out for when it comes to payroll things. I'm just like zonking yeah. out all the time. I think the, one, I think the one thing that's nice is number of two way contract slots to increase from mm-hmm. two to three per team, which is going to be really exciting because that allows for more players that really is going to be in that G League and on the bubble get a yeah. chance to actually play. And I think I saw an article that talks about this really benefits the people like Matt Reeves, right? It benefits a lot of those players in the G League to have the opportunity to actually yeah. get experience and play in the NBA. So Bring the smack Randolph over Matt to Reeves? the Grizzlies. No, that's not his name. What's his name? No, Matt uh, Reeves? I was like, Alex Yo, the director? <laughs> yeah, that's a Batman the director. Matt Reeves. The Batman director plays for the Lakers. <laughs> what's, what's his name? His name's Alex Reeves? What's his name? Austin Reeves. Austin, Austin Reeves. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for calling me. I saw your face. That's wrong. Whatever I said was wrong. Like, did he like Austin Reeves? Or like, yes. wait, is Austin Reeves up for it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But you know, um, there are some things about the CBA that stand out that I, you can see the bad side of them, but I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, what I think is really cool about some of these CBA agreements, especially when it comes to extending the two-way contracts, plus this in-season play-in tournament or tournament that they want to have. It's cool to see that they're taking, they're continuing to take tips from what soccer has done on, on an international level and continue to grow NBA as an inter, or basketball as a whole as an international um brand and sport and entity and i think it's i mean you could see this easily ramping up if fiba is going if i don't know if fiba even has a club world cup but you could have nba teams in a club world cup where chicago bulls versus fc barcelona or something like that who wouldn't love seeing something like that that could be something that could happen in the future and that's where that opportunity of that in-season tournament gives you but also, at the same time, with 82 games in a regular season, the past couple of years, we've already had this big concern about player load, 
player burnout, things right. like that. Right. Which the other thing that I, I think is baffling in terms of the in season tournament is that the championship team wins five hundred dollars. The team itself five hundred dollars. Five five hundred thousand, sorry. Okay. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> so five hundred Here you 000, go. <laughs> right. And so uh and then the coaches also went awarded prize money and it's just like are Aren't they already making millions of dollars? Is there like it, it seems very really XFL-ish. <laughs> it seems very now, strange, right? There's like nothing. Like okay, cool, you win a bunch of money, but then what? You play a bunch more game. Like you play a bunch more games. Literally, I'm curious if it's like six or seven more games to get paid 500k. Is that six or seven more games? Like. I guess the way they look at it as now that you're extending your contract to play more games, your contract that you spend and that you're getting paid millions of dollars is actually going to go down because the amount of games go up. Is this stipend of 500K for the team, not the individual, is that enough to actually grant, like, oh, cool, yeah, we can play these six or seven more games? Terrence, off of what you're just saying, I want to know from you two. This is okay, now that we know kind of what this mid-season tournament is going to be, what would you make, how would you make this tournament, if it has to happen, with the amount of money that is there, whether it's cash or prize, what would you do? I, in my brain, know what I want to do already. What would you all do? I want to hear what you all would do. How would you make I this see- tournament appeal to the public and the players and everybody else? I think if, I, I, I would, I would, I would, since... Since the All-Star game has become just a bunch of pomp and circumstance anyway, I would make it like a club league cup. And so you get a trophy. There's going to be a trophy for called the Michael Jordan trophy. But that team that wins that league cup, uh, they get home. They Well, they can't get home. It's not a guarantee that they'll get home field in the playoffs, but they get an automatic spot in the playoffs. How about that? Okay. So I was thinking that, Brylin. Or they get there. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, it's going to be weird. They'll they'll have an automatic card into the playoffs. Yeah, no. So they automatically in a perfect world. No, I yeah, yeah. I and think that went like perfect world. Yeah. Yeah, and then I mean that means like one spot is let go in a conference, and then that makes it a tougher. Don't guaranteed no top ten draft pick. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not. Okay. I'm not disagreeing. Oh, like guaranteed top ten draft, draft pick. That is what I think. Ooh. Like now, you're you get a guaranteed. Oh, let's even guaranteed shit, top ten, top pick. fifteen pick. Right. Like I, I'm trying to figure out. You, personally, I don't think you can do anything with the playoffs. I, I really don't because it. <laughs> if you do. You basically are saying, okay, that team can only play for right, you. And you're also devaluing something new, which are the play-ins. Right. But So now it's all those other teams that have been so shitty, right? And they just so happen to play shitty all year. They're going to try to think they're going to get a draft pick. If you win this tournament, you now have the opportunity to bolster your team better to get a top 10, top 15 at least draft pick. I think that's a great way to incentivize like you can still keep the prize money, but now the whole team, right, has the opportunity to be like, oh, this actually helps us in so many different ways. And we actually want to play 
hard for this. Yeah. Now, I don't this think... Where, this is where we need, back. like, the winner needs to go to a higher international playoff tournament to play in. Mm. That FIBA I mean, runs. My, my, my only issue with the international, right, is um, that, that whole thing needs to be reworked for that to work. I, I would love if it's a possibility, mm. but there's so many international players right now already playing in the NBA, right? So, um, even There's if you look at U.S. The, players playing in the foreign leagues, too. Yeah, but if you look at the top three MVP candidates, they're all international players, right? So um, I, I, I hear you on that. I just think there's – there's I would love if there's a lot more sort of crossover instead of just the FIBA or the Olympics. I think there would be amazing opportunities for international play versus the NBA and vice versa or even kind of club teams there. But I really mm-hmm. think it's – I think the only thing that's really enticing is a draft pick. And even my suggestion is only enticing for the organization, not the player, right? Because that player can be traded. The organization really wants that player to play hard so they can get that draft pick. But that draft pick can replace that player who went to go out and won you that tournament, right? So that even getting the draft pick is beneficial to the organization. So I think that's the best thing I got. What do you got, Terrence? Shit, you guys went like free coupon real hard in this. Chris. Oh my god, you guys, <laughs> were you thinking about free Chick Fil A? Free coupon to Ruth's Chris. you're not you're not that far off. So I think because incentive, what is the five hundred thousand dollars for a team to win? Who cares? So in terms yeah. of pride, I would say, hey guys. It is very much a selfish tournament then for the players because yeah. how would and, you make how would you make how else would you make them play because like no player wants to play more games for five hundred thousand dollars for the team who the fuck cares so I would say that whole five hundred thousand dollars goes towards really and they can even make it towards where it's more uh, sponsored I'm saying get Sony get Xbox say okay. Every team who, if you are the team who wins, every player gets a PS5 and uh, a car and like old style prizes for winning. Because then it's gonna be like, oh shit, I want, I want a PS5 and a car and a TV and like, oh fuck, and like for a tournament, yeah. For <laughs> so the MVP of the tournament can get the the car and the PS5. You know, you yeah. know, would be awesome too. Like from that same thought, like what if it's like. That team gets a signature shoe. Like <laughs> the whole team gets yeah. a shoe. Yeah. Well, like they they all get personal. Like like you get to choose. It's like to create a player on like an NBA, right? You Correct. can make your shoe. Oh, that'd be cool. That's where like I'm that. going with you guys. Are you guys have real ideas? My idea is like a video game idea. Like, <laughs> what would the trophy look actually... like? It would be the NBA 2K box. It would be the NBA 2K award. <laughs> It's the NBA 2K tournament. They can call. They can fucking call the NBA. You're just sponsored by NBA 2K. (laughs) Oh, yo, the players would go ape shit over that, right? If NBA 2K said, "Hey, if you win, your team gets each each of you get a special 2K player inserted into the game." Yo, can you imagine? And you yeah. could have live overlays of their player number going up and down while they play. See, why are we why are we working for these people? Why are we why are we pitching these ideas? This is actually a fun idea for just every idea. Ideas. Every idea we said is better than what they came up with. 
<laughs> so let's let's just toss that out there of like yeah wait that's that's it is just 500k for the team okay well, you guys no. had real ideas you guys had real ideas my i think your idea is real idea. too right because i think it it really does bring in i, I mean again we talked about, we already talked about how the all-star game is like video game right now right and there's a vr element and let's just ramp we just ramp it up like you're already doing an in-season tournament that making people basically making people play more games for not a lot, not a lot of money. So, I mean, it's going to be great for the, like I could see an in-season tournament where I'm trying to think, what if it's like you yeah. submit your, like you submit a mix of G league and bench players to it. Right. Because yeah. maybe right. it's oh, like now, a what do they call it? What do they call that? Uh, what do they call that game that's right before the All Star game? The the future tournament or the future right. playoff? Rising Stars. Rising Stars. Rising Stars. Yeah. It could be like a yeah. Rising Stars tournament. Well, but in this particular case, though, they've already done a lot of work to now integrate G League into the draft and how some teams yeah. are being some players being drafted and going to the G League and. G League players being drafted in the NBA. So if it's something like that, so the in-season tour, like how you don't want to tax these players' bodies more. We already yeah. seen a trend on that of them not playing anymore. So now if you incentivize players who usually don't get playing time or they can actually be sort of televised, it's like similar with the summer league, right? We're basically saying, hey, summer league, this is in-season tournament for what we have in the summer league. Select people can play G League and then undra- drafted and undrafted people. Assemble a team, go out there, get that money, and get that notoriety, right? Get that fame for playing well on the team, so that you poss- have the possibility of succeeding. I like, I, I much rather like that element more than what they've got. What do you think about the condition of um, the games played requirement for all the awards? What they want to do. No. To, to, well, here's the thing. I mean, when it when it comes to player burnout, I mean, I well, think it's. I think when it comes to NBA player burnout, you can't really. There, there was like, yeah, focus on the players who are putting their all into what they do, and then the owners are saying, "We want you to play 82 games," and also at the same time, it's like, all right, it's an 82 game season. We've seen that some people have no problem with that. Some people will have a problem with that. Uh, I mean, and then also at the same time, has tough. it become has has uh, has like this this trend of sitting players? So there's not this burnout. Has it become an excuse for a lot of players just to rest a lot? So here's 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 the the caveat that I don't know, right? Yeah. I don't know how, like, we're basically talking about is now going to no longer going to be an 82 game season yeah. because mm-hmm. the end season tournament will be 82 plus. Is increasing, right? So now, oh wow, New Orleans Pelicans clinched the playoff berth with the win tonight. So, yeah. so now I'm like, okay, how many games is it? Is it 85? Well, it has, it has to be like 87, maybe 90. And so you're basically saying X person can miss 
15, maybe 20 games to be eligible? I don't know how I feel about that. Um, Would you want that current, number to be higher? It, yeah, because in the current way we have right now, like 17 games, I'm like, okay. I'm, I think being able to miss 17 games, that's okay. I, I'm, I, I'm okay with that number. But I'm, 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 I'm looking. At, I'm about to start looking at games played right now in the second because I'm really curious where everybody's at in terms of, well, who has played what, what's going on, um, and right now what people are doing currently because, like, if, what if there was a huge games played disparity between Embiid and Jokic? Right. I mean, like, it's really it's interesting. I think we looked at this again. So, but I'll you know I'll say it again. Right. Joel Embiid has played exactly 65 games. Does that mean he doesn't need to play for the rest four or five games of the season? <laughs> right? So Joel Embiid's played 65. Um, who else was up there for... Man, how, why is... Oh, they must be looking at something How many has Jokic played? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Jokic. And I have, I'm scrolling down really low. I'm like, where the hell is Jokic? Jokic has played more than him. Jokic is at 68 games, right? And so... Yeah. Um, so they're it, both really, qualifying. Right, it, but it's, you... it's all it's all season awards, not just MVP, right? Mm -hmm. And so Damian Lillard's only at fifty eight games, and he wouldn't qualify for anything, right? Including yeah. do you... offensive player. But do you consider? Do you both consider when somebody's injured? In like, because you're saying how many seventeen games? Like, so if the, how many months is that? Three, four. Yeah, the around there, games. right? Three or right yeah. is that span about three or four months? Is that right? Yep. So yeah, seventeen games. I yeah. I'm trying to look at and devil's advocate. I'm trying to remove the amount of games played. It's amount of you're you're paid to work so many so many days in a year, right? A calendar year, and like and if by how many games you play necessitates you winning an award, well, yeah. You didn't work this many days in a year. You can't. You can't get sick time, buddy. You can't. You don't have any work yet. So, <laughs> so in my brain, I don't like. We're thought we're thinking in games, and that seems like not a lot of games. But that's four months out of the year. Three months out of the year, you're not working. You're not fucking working. You are rehabilitating, but that's the same as if I did not work for three months at my job. Aha, I'm not. You know that I'm like. I might not, right? And does that count? They're going to look at it like, you didn't work. You didn't contribute anything. So yeah, how do you qualify to uh, apply for another job or apply for another role, right? You can't. So it's the same for somebody who... So I think the amount of games is like... I I, I don't look at it in like the amount of games. I'm like, well, yeah, hour, you know, days worked. Yeah, you make a good point there uh, about it. And... I always try to remember, like, I mean, NBA players kind of is a contract player uh, when it comes to the owners of a franchise and stuff. And so those particulars are always worked out individually in each one of those players' contracts. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if each player had their own kind of like, I need X amount of days for rest per season. And... Mm -hmm. Or I can only play two games, two game. I can be two games on, three days off, or something like that. 
Uh, so I would think that making that if they made that like a blanket universal thing for the league, does it give some teams an advantage? That's the only thing I um I would say would be worrisome is that if there are players that I mean, definitely their their endurance is just naturally better and stuff, and they can just they're just gonna have more natural amounts of energy than other players. That even if you rest them, they're just gonna be even that about that much better. So, Mikel Bridges has played eighty one games, <clears throat> y'all. Jeez, <laughs> I saw a stat that said this dude has never missed a game in college. And in professionals, and I'm like, yo, that, that's insane. Yeah, it's it's you know, I think the 65 games is it's 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 tough, Terrence. I really really agree with you there, but also we know that there is load management. We we know that they're going to be holding people. We we already know that this is going to be a thing. Um. And there's, I don't think this is the solution for it. More no, games, I don't agree. Right? Yeah. Um, I do, I do like the way that I think it's some like factored in throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, I mean, and, we'll, but, but but we'll see yeah. because, like, again, going mm-hmm. back to the Zion conversation, and some of these people are not coming back, and it's not like they're old, right? Some of these people are not coming back in the appropriate time to come back for injury, right? Like. I feel an appropriate time for uh, a soft tissue or a twisted. Like I understand LeBron taking time to come back because he's like you know sixty three years old, but like some of these other ones, it's like wait, you has what what's happening? I think we talked about this before. Of like, is bodies breaking down or rehabilitation sucks? What is what is the issue of why you're you aren't able to come back in a reasonable time? It's interesting that I think that uh, the like the soundbite of Draymond Green saying that the players lose again with the C like he disagreed with the CBA like agreement and I, as much as I don't I, I agree like yeah more games is not the solution right like it all the things but I don't think the players really lose I I. I it's hard for me to say the players lose if they're forced when... to play those extra games. Forced is really hard when you're making the amount of money you do for what you're doing. So Requi- that's why I, I guess required. Say, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So that's right. where I'm at where with, with players saying that, because when they say, Hey, there's only been so many players who play in the NBA. Well, yeah, you're right. You're a very elite few. So don't forget you are dealing with an elite few of like, so when you say it's not fair, calm down for two seconds, right? I hear you. You're right. In your world, it is unfair that you have to do more work for the money you're being paid because the, how much money you make for everybody else. But if it's all about you, right? You personally, how much more money do you need for you? Not, not, not this altruistic, oh, I want to make money for everybody. No, you. How much more money do you want then? Just say it. As much money as you want, right? Yeah. Why? Right? If it's a, like, okay, five more games, is it worth another 20 million, 30 million? Not? Okay. 
right, we'll, re we'll remove a 20 million. Would that make them feel better, right? So, and it wouldn't, right? Because the argument is, well, we make billions of dollars for you all. You're right, but that's how the world works. If you wanted to make billions of dollars, then you go own a team, right? And that's where we're getting at, right? And now they're trying, and now people are understanding that they have to build a business, build a brand, right? But we can't just players just can't be mad that it's not fair. These rules aren't fair, right? Yeah, like, and contracts also aren't necessarily guaranteed money, right? Um, and again, this sounds like Terrence hates players, but Terrence doesn't hate players. <laughs> God, yeah, fuck. Sorry, players. Oh, okay, Terrence. Okay, Terrence Cuban. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Uh, oh man, sorry, everybody. I thought Terrence uh, Cuban loved his players. Ooh, Dallas. Dallas won, y'all. Dallas is in the playing <laughs> tournament. Terrence, uh, uh, I think one of the last points I do want to sort of talk about is, um, what's the other big CBA revelation that we saw? Oh yeah! Hey guys, they're not. They are no longer going to test for marijuana in players for cannabis. Oh yeah, players. that's right. And that's a very big deal because, like, a lot of ex-players talk about it all the time. Like of the health benefits to it, right? It helps <laughs> them rest. It helps them recuperate. Like, yeah, it's it's a huge deal. But I I think there's going to be a a huge underground thing in every team where there, every team is going to need to come up with rules because players are going to go crazy with it. I think it's going to There's be... There's already rules in place. They don't I, need to come up think, with them. Now that it's... Legal, <laughs> I, I'm sure it's on already like 99 rampant already. <laughs> but they're not... But now that they're not going to get legally in trouble for going into Oklahoma City with it, right? Like right. they're not... Like They can't... I mean, if they're pulled over, they can't get thrown in jail. Right. And as a player, right, they're not going to be penalized. Like, the NBA is going to come down on them and make them go to, like, a drug rehabilitation program and pay $200,000 fine, right, for right. smoking weed, right? That's shitty, right? Like, yo, I want to smoke weed. I don't need a rehabilitation program. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's exciting. That uh, That's good for them. I'm happy for the players. Yep. I'll smoke one for them. I'm very, fascinated. Uh, I'm fascinated to see the specifics of this. I'm fascinated to see how if if the NBA truly is <laughs> going to take a pro stance on it, right? Being able to look at and let them advertise, promote, right? yeah, right? Because <laughs> I I don't yeah. know if they're going to allow them to do that, but I'll be excited to see, right? I'm I, I think this is a great first step. But I think at least the way that I read that is I need to see this in paper. I need to see this in action right now because yeah. I don't think there's I mean any, it, like the message the message sounds nice, but the execution you have to see what the execution's gonna look like. Right. Um being in Massachusetts, I noticed some about uh reluctance to carry out the legality of something like marijuana. <laughs> right, right. Like it's I'm, I guess I'm just curious what what this looks like, how they're going to sort of monitor it, right? Like, can people basically you're saying yeah. people can play high, which I think would be hilarious. I'd love to see that, um, especially because like it really it, there's so many benefits to this as well. There's just so many benefits and uses this could be here. I'm just sort of curious if they if this is going to be like Oregon where they just make everything decriminalized or illegal. <laughs> um, 
and we'll see what happens. I'm 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 wary because I never trust any big organization like this, <laughs> um, and so I'm very wary to see what could happen. Um, I just don't want anybody to get like in trouble, right? Like, yeah. sure, it's like, and I think we sort of talked about it, right? Like, this is like cannabis is still illegal in many areas, right? Yeah. So now, if you're just saying, "Oh, cool," just because the NBA doesn't check for it. There's a lot of gray area and ethical dilemmas that are now players have the opportunity to really be put in, in this case of it's my employer allows me to do it, but the state I'm currently in right now doesn't, right? Or the state that I live in doesn't allow me to do it, but my employer allows me to like, like, yeah, there's a lot of like, it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of like, there might be a lot of, arguments and legality issues come up just because of the stance they're taking. And it's a matter of will they support the stance they take or are they going to crumble to local authorities and stuff? Because like Memphis, it's still totally illegal and everything, even medical, they don't have any of that. But I can guarantee... It's it's illegal in... Yeah, it's still a criminal drug, and I can guarantee you that there's a lot of weed going around. But unfortunately, you have to go to Tennessee. But unfortunately, you have to go to a shady ass drug dealer to get it. No way, can't do that ever again. I I hope I I hope we never get a chance to hear about these horror stories, Terrence. It seems. Never have to go back to doing that again. God. All right, dudes. I think this was a great episode. Yeah. I really appreciate everybody's time here. I'm excited because next week, I mean, we're when does the play in start? Monday Sunday is the last Sunday is the last game, I think. Like the last because I was looking at when games end. I think it's Sunday is the last last day. When's NBA play in? One last question I have for y'all. What team are you, do y'all think is gonna gonna shock people in the first round? First round or play in? You're talking about specifically first round? First round, yeah. Yeah. Assume like the play ins are done and everything. If they if the teams you choose to make it past the play in in the first round, who do you think is gonna be a surprise to upset a high seed? I think Boston gets upset in the first round. I'm gonna say that oh, right wow. now. I hate that. I'm sorry, Warren. <laughs> I hate I hate that, but I really think Boston is gonna lose in the first round for some reason. I don't know why I said that out loud. But what by who? Atlanta? Dude, I think they're gonna I think they're Trey I think they're gonna lose in the first round. I think they're gonna lose in the first round. It's possible. I mean, it's possible for anybody. Like I don't don't need to apologize for it. Um I think that's my New upset. Orleans. Ryland, good question. Uh, oh, oh, who's gonna get upset? Okay, so we, you're, you're who's gonna, gonna shock? Who's gonna shock uh, the tournament? Yeah, in the first I think round. New Orleans is going to make an upset as it stands here. Well, right now they're set to play Memphis. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good series. Yeah, I think New yeah. Orleans is gonna make the upset. No, I don't. Um, I don't. But think I think it'll be a. I think it'll I be a full series. I, I Golden... don't even want them to. I don't think they're going to do it. I think it'll be a full series. I think Golden State is going to lose in the first round. 
And Which I guess would be a shocker, but I mean, they haven't been a strong road team. And wow, right. guys, unless Steph is playing well, they just don't do anything. Well, I mean, I can't, do that way, to, I can't do that to defending champs. I can't disrespect they're playing them like fe- that. Yeah, they're playing I Phoenix. Get it. Yeah, like, I hear you. That, I, hear I mean, you. I don't think it's an upset. I just think they're going to lose the first. I round. hear you, but we're gonna have we're gonna have footage of you guys saying this about the Warriors, and they're gonna be like. <laughs> They're gonna pull this footage up, and you're gonna be on a jumbotron. You two are gonna be on jumbotron saying this shit. Yeah, I'm gonna that's say the type of at, players. That's the type. Look, look at KD exploiting this team is what I'm gonna be like. Yeah, <laughs> that that's all. I'm, look, man, I'm all. I'm saying that's gonna be like, a heated. Uh, we, we look at people and these playoff. killer instincts in the West and these matchups here, and I'm like, yo, KD versus his former team with Book. It like. That dude can go off, and I think he will, especially against his former team. So I, I think Golden State's going to be out in the first round. I'm fascinated by the Knicks in Cleveland. I'm fascinated yes. by that one. That's yeah, because be I have no Cleveland idea. Cleveland was my other one. Yeah, I think yeah. Cleveland was my other one that was like, I think they're going to make noise. I think yeah. they're going to be Cle- Oh, interesting. I think Cleveland's out the first round. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that I think Jalen Brunson is going to turn on a whole new level with Julius Randle and upset them. Um, yeah, I think Julius Randle's going to implode again. And I think that's I think that's it. I don't think the Bulls or Toronto, if they get in, they're going to do much. Um, yeah, the one that was coming to my mind was the Knicks, just because of how how much they've surprised everybody after the all-star break with the their gameplay and everything. You know, it would be a bummer if the Clippers do beat the Kings. I would be very oh, sad. That, that would suck. Yeah, I don't that want that. Suck. It's a possibility. I would like that for Ty Lue. Like, I like Ty Lue as a coach. I hate all of his players. I Like, yeah. What did Paul George do to you? Yo, biggest, yo, I hate this. I hate this for him. <laughs> you're a loser, dude. You're just a loser. Yo, you're, you're just a loser everywhere. You, yo, where is this coming from, Terrence? I, We're about to close the show. You just spitting so heat right now. <laughs> and like, yo, I every time I'm I looking over at my PG fours right now. <laughs> every time I want to make a turn, he doesn't. I'm like, I'm so disappointed in him. Like, yo, and I hate that every time people say, "Oh, but Paul, oh, but yeah, like, what?" And, when has he stepped up? <laughs> what, like, yes, then he's just as good as Reggie Bullock or like anybody, like, a, like, yo, he's he's just another guy. Then why do we say PG is like this big deal? Like we think of him back, like when he was with the Pacers, he's not that anymore. Or even when he was with the Thunder, he's not that anymore. He even admitted that on the podcast when he was with JJ. He's not that anymore. And when you admit that, that means you are no longer a killer. And why are we paying you killer money? You still got the oh, PlayStation deal. <laughs> but so I, I'm not mad I think, at him. I think in I just, terms of that team, it's unfortunate because it's experience, Kawhi, Lou. You're paying him money that he doesn't deserve yeah. right now. Yeah. He's not wrong. Like he's. And I mean this in a like a constructive criticism way. Like, dude, you're just, you're you, you're stealing money from that team, right? You are telling them you are like a number two guy, but you're really a number three or four guy, right? Like, that's all you want to be, even right? That's he's admitted that, 
as much as in so many words, right? Like, because if you don't want to be the number one guy or like really want to help the number one guy be almost like a number two, yeah, he doesn't want that. You, he doesn't have that. You, you can tell he doesn't want that. Oh, sorry, guys. Ooh, Paul George. Oh, no worries. You good? <laughs> you gotta so get it off the chest. Yeah, so I mean, I'm salty that you said the Celtics is gonna lose the first round, but you know, it's whatever. I know. Um, I looked at it like, yo, that's a big upset that I think would like would be like, that's the one. It's oh. possible. I mean, again, I think it is possible. It's just like there. I think it's a it's a bummer that the West has so many more juicy matchups in the East right now. Yeah, um, I would say if the Timberwolves get past the play in, they're the other team that. I think could surprise people because they definitely turned it on the playoffs last year and gave a lot of teams a run for their money. They went deep when they weren't expected to go deep. I have a bad feeling about Cat. I don't know why. I just don't like him. I, Terrence, I, what, no, I where, like is him. This, where is this coming from? You're just destroying I mean, players. <laughs> What's I mean, going naturally on? hating someone just, is problematic, but... <laughs> Let the man live. <laughs> yeah, guys. What's your issue with Cat? He doesn't no, play a big I, no, man. I, I'm not, I, I got I to be calm, right? Like, yo, one day somebody's going to hear this shit and be like, yo, Terrence, do you have some anger issues for some players here? What do they do to you? <laughs> if it's everybody would go and rewind about maybe 10, 15 minutes when Terrence says, it seems like Terrence hate the players. But... <laughs> Clearly, yo, Terrence Pat- hates the players. I just know Anthony almost, Edwards can be dangerous when he turns it on. So, yeah, I think yeah, because with Cat, I just feel like he is one of those players where he keeps teasing us with his potential, but he like something happens, right? And I know that his family, you know, I think it was his mom who died, right? Yeah, like yo, shit, that is that it that could mess anybody up, right? And like so. I'm not knocking his personal life, but I'm saying on the court, I feel like every time I feel like he's going to make that turn, he doesn't. When like, oh yeah, he has just the amount of skills as AD does. And if he just, if he's just a little more aggressive, if he just has, adds a little more post moves. Yeah. We say that about a lot of post players, right? We said that about Dwight Howard for a lot of years. Yeah. He's amazing. But if he just adds a couple more moves, how many more years are we going to say that about Cat? How many more years are we going to give that guy where he turns a corner? Yeah. You make a lot of threes, dude. Yeah, you're you're playing, you play you play great. But when are when are you gonna when are you gonna be a leader? It's really interesting to see. It's it's interesting to to kind of hear this because you you know you kind of have to look at the the roster moves that they made, which is a little baffling, right? Bring it in, go bear. And you already have cat. It's it's a it's just a weird move when they are essentially playing the same position. But we know Gobert can't shoot for shit, so you are technically forcing cat to play wide and out, which is weird with his size. And you think you're creating matchups for the, you know, you think you're creating you know pro matchups for your team, but it's actually a detriment. Like it's because he's. I know it's just really strange of those some of those those moves they made this off season. You know, if they get into the play in, I guess it'll be you know successful because the Utah Jazz is ultimately going to lose out because they're the ones missing the playoffs as a whole. Um, 
So it's 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 interesting to see. Uh, I like Cat. I was surprised to see him win the three point competition. I love that's just ridiculous. But yeah, yeah whatever. That's cool. Um, but again, looking at these teams and like, I really want. I would love to see OKC right in it. Yes, they're going to lose. I I don't think they're going to win at all. But similar to sort of the Kings, right? I I'm all for in the in the in the you know um, Pelicans. I'm all for this young fresh new like i love seeing a new team there so we can actually really start digging into how this team operate what's going on especially because okc is doing all of this without their first round pick right so uh i think that's actually really i think it'll be really awesome to see them kind of go at least into the playoffs kind of playing kind of similar you know setting up a little bit a couple of steps ahead of where their magic you know needs to be right and they have an insane amount of draft capital. So, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting to see what's going to happen. Minnesota, I think, though, should not be a 40 and 4,500 game. That's strange, considering they haven't had that too many, that many injuries. Uh, but, you know, and they made a bunch of trades, too, because D'Angelo Russell was balling, and they're like, see you later. There's a strange, strange move that they made there. And I love Edwards, right? And he's like... He, yeah, I think they – I'm with Riley, you're right. They they are a problem. I didn't mean that my opinions on Cat had nothing to do with them. Yes, they can be a problem. Sorry, I, yeah. I meant to bolster your point. You are no right. Worries. They can be a problem. I just don't care for Cat. Hey, growing up, for some reason, I had this irrational hatred for Pete Sampras. I just saw the dude. I was like, I hate this guy. <laughs> what a good one to have to re- – yeah. Why would you hate him? <laughs> no, I don't know. I just hated him. Yeah. That's a good that's a good one. Uh, all right, dudes. Let's close out the show. This was fun. This no, was all right. I'm I'm excited to see what happens for the next week once uh, all the dust settles and see when we got our final matchups. They are pretty much there. Dallas is currently still alive to make it into it. We didn't say anything about them in terms of being able to shake things up i'd love to see i'd love to see either a dallas and nuggets or a dallas in memphis <laughs> i think that'll be that'll be, that'll I think be they would a get, lot of fun they would get destroyed by memphis <laughs> dallas you're gonna say that about any team you're gonna say that about any team Bryland. Yeah. Uh, you're, no you're biased in that one <laughs> uh but uh i i think it'll be a really i think when you talk about eyeballs on screens like if dallas does make it in and they're in oh i think it'll be really fun to see yeah. what they can actually do um there. it's good for basketball because... if they make it in for sure eyeballs on screens i think you're right yeah. that's a good way yeah. to put it and there's still like a lot of people out there that love Kyrie as a player yeah they're, they're i mean he's... they will ride or die with Kyrie till the end of his career he's he's been electric for for a while yeah. right so when he plays he's electric yeah, majority of the time. That's guy. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I love players. I love every player. Yo, Kyrie, you're amazing. Sorry, I take that back. Kyrie, you're great. Sorry, guys. Surprisingly, the it's rookie ladder shit, has been Cheryl <laughs> Williams from OKC, Kessler, Jaden Ivey, and then Ben Matherin. So maybe Ben Cheryl, it does run away with it. But <laughs> with that, thanks, Brylan. Appreciate you having on. Always a thanks, pleasure. Thanks, Brylan. Anything, anything you want to no, plug? Thanks for having me. Any, any recommendations for the week? 
Uh, I would say, yeah, go see John Wick 4, even though it's three hours. It does not feel like three hours, and I don't know how they do it, but they continue to raise the bar on action scenes. It just blew my mind. Three hours is a lot. We ain't got that kind of time, Brad. But It is a long time, but it's a long time well worth the investment. Okay, I'm going to try to see it on Friday. All right. So we'll see. I fall asleep in the theater. Uh, <laughs> Terrence, anything you want to plug or recommend? So you doing any other shows or passion projects? Yeah, you should listen to uh, Kung Fu Film Geek podcast. I uh, just posted the latest episode a couple days ago. I uh, focus on Donnie Yen, actually. Um, nice. Yeah. So I uh, it's uh, focused on an early his second movie he ever made. Uh, he is a breakdancing kung fu good guy, and it is a hot mess of a movie. <laughs> but it's important because I think every action hero goes through their time where they make a off-the-wall different type of movie that's not their bag, and they realize, oh, that's not me. So that was definitely, I would say that's his movie, and that's the episode I talk about, and you should uh, check that out. Fun. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody. I appreciate your time here. I'll say have a good night, and we will see you all next week. See you. Take it easy. This is me waving. Me Peace. Waving. Hello, hello. Welcome to Because I Got Highlights with Terrence and Warren. We are separated by distance. Warren on the East Coast, Terrence on the West. But we are united in our passion for basketball and how it impacts us. We're here to have fun, laugh, and highlight the things about basketball and cannabis that we just gotta tell you. What you smoking? Let's get started because, bitch, I got highlights. <laughs>